And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello and welcome to Chewing the Fat. I just wanted to start off the day with giving you news that, well, you need. So just know that not counting today, if you're listening live on the 16th of September 2020, not counting today, you have 100 days until Christmas. <laughs> you know, if we're going to we're going to have a Christmas this year, <laughs> there's a hundred days away, you know, not counting today. So be ready. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So apparently we have actual good news. Uh, today, you will not be seeing Instagram or Facebook posts from Kim Kardashian West, Katy Perry, Leonardo DiCaprio, Aston Kutcher, Mark Ruffalo, Kerry Washington, Rosario Dawson, Jamie Foxx, Sasha Baron Cohen, among many other Hollywood stars and celebrity influencers who are supporting the Stop Hate for Profit campaign and they just aren't going to post anything on Instagram for a day Um, those of you that are thinking gee that's good yeah you are on the right page that is good now their fans may be disappointed but I have a feeling that not all of the 188 million followers Kim has on her Instagram really care a lot about Kim. They just kind of are there, right? She makes a lot of money off that thing. So how's your profit doing, Kim? Because the last time I heard, you were worth quite a bit of money. And you're using those accounts for profit. So, I know you're mad at Facebook because you think they're not doing enough to silence people. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. No, I know. I know. I know you think that Facebook is not doing enough of silencing people on their platform, which is what you want. Soon enough, soon enough, Kim, Ashton, Mark, Carrie, Rosario, Jamie, Sasha, Katie, Leo, they'll be coming for you. Then we'll see how you like being silenced. So I'm reading this story about the Texas family who uh, were sentenced because of their master's tournament ticket scheme. And when you first hear it's a master's ticket tournament scheme, I mean, how bad can that be? Well, uh, the man behind the whole works got 28 months in prison. His parents and his sister all pled guilty to wire fraud charges after admitting to running this scheme to fraudulently obtain tickets to the masters and resell them for a profit. They were also ordered to pay more than $275,000 in total in community restitution. (laughs) Okay. And the parents and sister got three years probation. So even after he serves his 28 months, he's going to have a supervised release 
of uh, from prison as well. Wow. He even said before the court, I'm here to be accountable and to make amends in any way I can. You're still getting 28 months. So good luck. God bless. So apparently a single day passes to the tournament at Augusta National Golf Club in Georgia were being sold for more than $7,500 and four day passes for more than $14,000. They admitted in court that they purchased bulk address lists and used its names and addresses to create fake accounts in the master's ticket system and used for the lottery each year without the individuals on the list knowledge. One of those accounts won tickets in the lottery. The family would create fake IDs to convince the golf club to change the mailing address to theirs. Then the family would simply resell the tickets. They ran the scam for about five years. <laughs> uh, you know, it seems like a pretty good deal. It seems like a pretty good deal. The, the uh, golf club was not uh, was not happy and they thought about that it was suspicious activity and they contacted the FBI and apparently it is suspicious activity. So you got that going on. I'm not real sure, uh, you know, how much money they actually made. And I don't think that anybody really knows exactly how much money they made, but good for them for trying. I mean, sure. You got caught. Sure, you're going to have to pay back $275,000. Sure, you're going to have to be on three years probation. Sure, you're going to have to be on three years supervised release after your 28 months in prison. But, you know, for five years, you had a pretty good run. So I've been waiting to hear if the California Highway Patrol officers and the Golden Gate Bridge Patrol officer and the tow truck driver and the person who was driving the car actually had fentanyl exposure that made them, you know, pass out and overdose. There was white substance in the car, but uh, they so they believe that it's fentanyl. And of course, we've talked to doctors that talk about how terrible fentanyl is and how many people are overdosing from fentanyl yeah, illegally. But when it's used properly, you're pretty good. Anyway, uh, that's a that's a whole other <laughs> a whole other issue I have uh, that we beat up the illegal stuff, but who pays the price are the legal usage people just drives me crazy so there was a report of a of a car driving uh you know erratically on the golden gate bridge please show up car is pulled over blocking part of the lane or off to the side and the guys passed out the officers decide hey we need to clear the lane they get in they drive it to the first exit after the bridge he starts feeling like whoa uh, i'm gonna something's wrong and he calls for an ambulance immediately then uh, there was apparently white substance all over the car and the Golden Gate Bridge Patrol officer who responded to the scene started feeling uh, extremely ill and displaying symptoms of the possible fentanyl exposure. And then the tow truck driver, uh, same thing, and they became unresponsive. So uh, then they brought everybody in and the hospital's gone. So they've all been released. The only guy that's still in the hospital is the original driver of the car. So we'll see if it actually was fentanyl. I mean, it probably was. They're pretty smart about that. 
but it, 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 you know, if this guy has got enough fentanyl in his car where there's white substance everywhere in the car that's causing more than, you know, multiple human beings to become unresponsive, doesn't sound like it's, uh, you know, he didn't steal some fentanyl from grandma. Uh, that sounds like, uh, you know, the uh, illegal market. So uh, let's leave the grandma users alone. Just a thought. We're not going to. Uh, no way. Because that's not the way things work anymore, is it? No. You punish the people who are following the law because you're mad at people who are not following the law. That's, that's the way it works. So, okay. Whatever. Fine. You want to do that? Fine. Go ahead. I'm all right with it. And another way you can punish me is uh, give me uh, meatless meat. And we talked, I don't know, last week, I guess, about how they were, Nestle's was coming up with their tuna alternative because uh, there's a growing plant protein portfolio as they expand and they're giving you tuna alternative which is uh, pea protein and wheat gluten. Man, does that sound good, right? I know, I know. Now there's frozen plant-based fish fillets. There's tuna and crab cakes from legumes. Now, I know this is going to come as a surprise to you, but we talked about it before, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, they um, there's a concern about the future of the fishing industry, of course. And the fake fish market, I mean the plant-based fish market, isn't as big as you'd think. <laughs> I know you'd think it'd be everywhere and huge, right? But no, no, it's not. So they also introduced uh, sausage substitutes, plant-based mints, Nestle's uh, did meatballs and cold cuts and chicken nuggets and fillets. Yum. Well, now Beyond Meat is launching its meatless meatballs. Yay! Yay! Yum. Oh, man. Oh! Oh, does that sound good? Doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. They come from pre-shaped and are made from pea protein and brown rice. Oh, you go ahead. Tell me, tell me that doesn't sound good. You can't, you can't tell me that because wow, does it, uh, does it sound good? So instead of having the standard pork, beef, or veal meatballs, you're going to have peas and brown rice. And of course, a blend of Italian spices to make a vegetarian friendly alternative to, to your own at home grandma's recipe. Man, does it sound good. Good. It's going to be at grocery stores this month. Uh, if not there by the end of this month, it will be next month. So Whole Foods and Shop and Shop and Sprouts and Harris Teeter and Albertsons are all going to have some Beyond Meat, pea protein and brown rice meatballs from Beyond Meat. And I'm sure that the Nestle's tuna alternative, yum, it will be there as well with uh, pea protein and wheat gluten man does that sound good now part of the story 
drives me crazy. They talk about, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about how the future of the fishing industry is, you know, really rising concerns about the fishing industry and the sustainable levels that have decreased since 1974. Well, fishing nets make up about half of the 79,000 tons of ocean plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, according to a 2018 study. Um, There is no Great Pacific Garbage Patch! It doesn't exist! You know that, though. I'm not hollering at you. I'm sorry. I know you know that. Okay? I know you do. So, it makes the whole premise of the fishing nets making up about half of the ocean plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch all bullshit. So I finally did watch Cuties, and uh, I'll give you a review in the podcast. How about that? Let's do that. So if you are listening to this show and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, you need to do so. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Just choose a platform, whatever one warms, whatever you need warming. That's how good this show is. It warms whatever you need warming, and you need to subscribe. So, you know, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Spotify, Stitcher, there's plenty more. A plethora of platforms that you can subscribe to Chewing the Fat on and then subscribe. And it's just that simple. And sure, you can rate and review it and tell your friends and neighbors and, and you want to review it, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever, so other more people see it. You want to tell your neighbors when they ask, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? Oh, just listen to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> you know me, Chewing the Fat. So, uh, but you need to be a subscriber. So, I know you're listening now. If you're not a subscriber and you're thinking, well, I'm hearing the show and it's free. Look, you don't want to be just a freeloader only listening to what you're listening to now. You want to be a subscription freeloader so you can listen to the entire show, not just what you're hearing now, right? You know I'm right, okay? You know I am. So you know as well as I do that uh, we don't like the police, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know for a fact that, I mean, police, wow. I mean, all jokes aside, police have a very, very difficult job. And I wouldn't want to do it on the best of days. And in today's world, man, uh, God bless you. Because that's a tough job and I don't want to do it. But. It drives me insane when I hear African-American people, including celebrity African-American people, who try to say that it's only them who have to tell their children and think to themselves, hey, I get nervous, and so I have to do everything right to make sure I don't get pulled over second if I get pulled over my hands on a steering wheel. Yeah, and going to abide by the commands. I, yeah, yeah, that, that is what we all do. That's what we all do. So Irving Magic Johnson, Magic, is talking to Representative Maxine Waters, who was great of herself. I mean, both of them together, tremendous. And I like Magic. He uh, talks about that very subject and how terrible it is. And it just drives me insane. 
Well, I first want to say just God bless everybody. Uh, I've leaned on the Lord during these tough times to help me to have these conversations with my two sons, EJ and Andre. And then I got a grandson now who is young. And, you know, you, you, you listen, my father had to have this conversation with me. And, and so every time, even I'm Magic Johnson, I'm Urban Johnson, it didn't matter. When I see a police car, I still get nervous and I, and I have to, you know, do everything the right way to make sure first I don't get pulled over. Second, if I do get pulled over, my hands are on the steering wheel. I'm going to uh, abide by the commands and I'm, I'm going to try to do everything the right way. And, and any instructions that they give me, I'm going to uh, 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 make sure I comply with those instructions. And so make sure, uh, whether it's a father or a mother, you have those tough conversations with your son and your daughter as well. And, um, and make sure you help them understand, listen, it's, it's not a time to be a tough guy. Uh, uh, you're not going to take it from the police or you're not going to take crap from somebody. You have to put your guard down and just do what you're supposed to do to be here a long time. So, and he continues on. And it's, I mean, the whole thing with Maxine Waters is, you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, something like that. But he goes on there to turn it into a black thing. I want to stop him right there. And I want to say, magic. Yes. Amen. That should be preached. And guess what? I do it too. I feel the same way. I have the same conversations with my children and I am a white man. It drives me insane that they, they African Americans, black men and women feel that they're the only ones that have these conversations. It is not so every race, creed, religion, color, brown, red, yellow, blue, orange, whatever, I don't care. You have those conversations because the police are out there. They don't know what to expect. They don't know who you are. They don't know that I'm a, that I'm going to try to be funny with them. They don't know that. They don't and I so I don't. Well, you know, right away. But you have to build that trust with the police officer. And then we've seen that trust seems to be made with several people. And then that trust gets broken and the police officer gets hurt. And because the police officer gets hurt, then the victim gets hurt. And magic goes on in this interview to talk. I didn't listen to the whole thing. It's Maxine Waters talking about, uh, what she calls a financial services brain trust virtually. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, when you think of Maxine waters, you think of brain trust, but Irvin for sure. And he goes on in that interview to talk about that. He wants people to be, you know, see that he wants African-Americans. We need to be our CEOs and we need to be on the boards and we've been passed over. Are we living in the, I'd like to have some examples. Irvin, you're a, millionaire maybe even close to a billionaire you're a ceo you've got businesses all over he talks about when his sends his kids to go to when they travel and he says like to new york or whatever i'm on the phone hey you okay you doing what you're supposed to uh i do that too 
You're not alone. It isn't just an African-American thing. And I wish they would make that clear. And Urban Magic Johnson, the man who has been successful since his high school days, I personally remember watching him play in the high school champ- state championship game and in Michigan where his high school team won. He took his team to the championship. Then he went to Michigan State and a championship in a couple of years and then on to the NBA. And the guy has a, a, a been a, a success his entire life. It just drives me. I mean, I would hope that he would preach better. I would hope that he would preach better. And then getting the okay from Maxine Waters, who told everyone to get in people's faces. Get in their faces. And she, oh, yeah, right. thank you, Irvin. Thank you. Thank you. What you don't see is her going, oh, thank you, Irvin. Please donate to my campaign. Thank you, Irvin. Please donate to my campaign. That's what that all was all about. Guaranteed. Just I'll stop. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. We'll get back to other stories that are more Chewing the Fattish. Okay? All right. I'll take a deep breath. room drink something cold feel better okay oh oh my gosh i do feel better okay i do feel a little bit better maybe another drink maybe maybe another ice cold drink yep yeah, that worked. Okay, so Kraft Heinz is uh, going to sell part of its cheese business to the French company Lactalis for $3.2 billion. According to this, not the Kraft Singles. Now, some would argue that Kraft Singles may not be 100% cheese. I think they are. But, uh, you know, when the French company wants... I mean... It, is it going to screw up the craft cheese business? I don't know. Better not. It better not. But congratulations on the $3.2 billion sale of just your cheese company. That would be uh, that would be great. Did you see where uh, Apple uh, had their big thing yesterday? And they've got their Apple Fitness, which connects users to online workout videos. And, uh, you know, they, that means they've started a war with Peloton. Peloton says, hey, no big deal. You know, we've still, we, we're, it legitimizes streamed fitness content and that uh, we're still have an edge because we build the bikes and treadmills. Okay. No problem. Uh, they are now, you know, they've started another war. You know, they've got the war with uh, uh, Fortnite and now they uh, have bundled the company's paid music, TV plus arcade and iCloud offering into a 14.95 month subscription they're offering a family tier that includes added storage and a premier tier that includes apple news and fitness um spotify a little wound up saying apple is using its dominant position and unfair practices to disadvantage competitors 
So now you've got Fortnite, you've got Spotify, uh, Apple is being attacked. They're the big guys at the top of the hill, right? So, all right. Good luck. The other big guys, Amazon, set to open 1,000 neighborhood small delivery hubs to make the online shopping even faster. I mean, they're going to do that to try to go up against uh, Walmart Plus, right? So they want to have a 1,000 small delivery hubs in cities and suburbs across the U.S. so that their online shopping can get to your house even faster, right? So they want the mini versions of the fulfillment centers to go up again. And yes, of course. Certain centers like the Walmart of like uh, the the likes of Walmart. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Hello, Walmart's got their Walmart Plus and their same next day same day delivery or next day delivery. I mean, but hey, uh, I would. I'm actually thinking about telling my son uh, go work for Amazon, go work at one of the one of these. I mean, I might as well go work at one of the hubs. Start packing boxes and loading them up on the trucks. Do whatever you have to do, but get in with with Amazon and then start making notes and sending it to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, another way that would improve business is this. Hey, Jeff, another way that would improve business is this. And move your way up the Amazon ladder. You might as well. Who else are you going to work for? Who else? Netflix? Apple, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're not going to work for a restaurant, I'll tell you that. So we just saw where Yelp data, and we've talked about what the pandemic and the lockdowns have have done to businesses across America and worldwide, but really, you know, we care about America. Hello, America. Uh, Yelp data shows that 60% of business closures, 60% of business closures, now permanent. Wow. That is incredible. Earlier we heard where 60% were still, uh, you know, 40% were permanent. I mean, that, that number has gone up now. I mean, is that is huge. So businesses have indicated on Yelp that they have closed a uh, 23% increase since mid-July. All right, so permanent closures have reached 97,966, representing 60% of the closed businesses that won't be reopened. Now, that's the closed businesses, right? So some of these businesses that have stayed open and tried to uh, reimagine back to that again today, how they do things and, you know, set up drive throughs and stuff are still trying to hang on. Although I saw another article today, I don't have it in front of me now, but they were complaining that, Hey, 25% for these restaurants is not enough. Uh, you know, it goes against everything they do. We're open and we need to have people coming in. So you can't, you know, if we're filling up at 25% occupancy, that still doesn't help. Okay. So are they going to be adding to the closures? Well, they're not closed now, right? So that, I don't know how that affects the Yelp numbers, but it really is, uh, really is ugly and it has got to stop, but doesn't matter. You're going to have to wear a mask. Wherever you go, 
right? That's going to stay in play for a while. I mean, we talked about it this morning on Pat's show. I did my Chewing the Fat uh, segment uh, Wednesdays. Uh, for those of you listening live, it's Wednesday, the 16th of September, 2020, on Pat Unleashed this morning. And during that program, we talked about uh, Bill Gates. And what a, I mean, he's just a genius. Bill Gates. I mean, he's a billionaire. I mean, he's one of the richest guys in the world. So he's not a dummy. I, I'm just, uh, just it kills me that now he hates, you know, the FDA. He wouldn't trust the CDC. Uh, we're all for the vaccine, but I don't necessarily trust him. Uh, you're the vaccine king. In that interview, though, or or talk, whatever it was, he talked about how he was pissed. He and the wife at. Uh, President Trump for not giving the World Health Organization money for pulling back from them. That's what he cares about, really. That's what he's mad about, is uh, that he has to give more. <laughs> How about you uh, take up the take up the slack, Bill? Okay? And the one clip I heard, he must have said, you know, it just drove me insane, about four or five times. In this one little 20, 30-second clip, you know? You know? You know. Uh, okay. You're smarter than that. I know you are. Stop saying it. But anyway, we're back to the, you know, he's saying uh, also in that same talk or interview that uh, two years, two years, 2022. Oh my gosh. You think 60% number? It'll be more than that. Um, you'd be up to 95 to, you know, 95% of the businesses shut down, gone. Have a nice day. So they're going to continue their mask mandate for the world. Uh, just be clear about that, right? I mean, there's no doubt about that. Well, they just had the uh, the Paul Rudd commercial promo to millennials to wear masks. And it's supposed to be a humorous PSA. And it's kind of funny. I mean, Rudd is like in his 50s now. And he's saying that he's, uh, you know, Cuomo called him and said he was a millennial. And I didn't correct him. Kind of funny. But the rest of it is, well, I mean, I can play some of it for you. We're not doing the whole thing. It's like two minutes long. It's over two minutes long. So I'll play a couple. I'll play the first the first little bit. You get a tease of it, and you can realize what you're missing. Okay? Or what you're not. Yo, what up, dudes? Paul Rudd here, actor and certified young person. A few days ago, I was talking on the iPhone with my homie, Governor Cuomo, and he's just going off about how us millennials need to wear masks because, get this, apparently a lot of COVID is transmitted by us millennials. No cap. So Cuomo's asked me, he's like, Paul, you gotta help. What are you, like, 26? And I didn't correct him. So fam, let's real talk. Masks? They're totally beast. So slide that into your DMs and twitch it. Vibe check. Yes, queens like ourselves. We want to go to bars. We want to drink, hook up, do our TikToks. I get it. Okay, I can't anymore. Uh, but you get the idea of uh, how important, how important masks are. And they're so important that we are now getting news that face masks could be giving people COVID-19 immunity. So they're trying to make it so that wearing a mask is good things. So it says here, mask wearing might also be reducing the severity of the virus and ensuring that greater proportion of new infections are asymptomatic. Okay. Because that's not what you said before. But of course, it doesn't matter what was said before. It only matters what we said now because nobody really 
knows? Although this was uh, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and who doesn't just delve into every new edition of the New England Journal of Medicine. So they're talking about uh, a the theory that universal face mask wearing might be helping to reduce the severity of the virus and ensuring that a greater proportion of new infections are asymptomatic. The thing here is it's just a theory. If this hypothesis is borne out, well, then universal mask wearing could become a form of inoculation that would generate immunity and thereby slow the spread of the virus in the United States and elsewhere. Okay, so if this theory, this hypothesis is right, yay, everybody wear a mask until the end of time. Everybody wear a mask until the end of time. But it hasn't been proven. It's just an op-ed commentary in the New England Journal of Medicine. A hypothesis, a theory. I'll give you one too. I'll give you a, this is a, this is a chewing the fat theory, a hypothesis, either or, all right? Wearing a mask could make you sicker. I know, I know it's hard to believe and it isn't proven, but now I haven't, I haven't published this in the New England Journal of Medicine yet, but, uh, and I don't know that they would actually take my op-ed or my commentary in the New England Journal of Medicine, but I'm going to give you a hypothesis now that uh, because so many people have been wearing masks and uh, those people, you know, many people are still getting sick. uh, I believe that masks are causing uh, COVID-19 and maybe uh, assisting in making the severity of COVID-19 worse than better. That's my hypothesis. So there you have it. just when you think ah, you've got it figured out on how bad it's going to be you hear something during the day that makes you go hmm huh you know I hadn't heard that or I hadn't thought of that why hadn't I thought of that so I mean we have the stories you have the blackout going on you know the big stars we have the hate for profit or stop 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 profit for hate campaign on Instagram and Facebook. And you have Zuckerberg in an interview, uh, you know, last week, I think, that talked about how uh, he was asked uh, about conservative voices on the platform. And he said, I think it's just wrong to consider Facebook a right-wing echo chamber. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think you're correct on that, Mark. But he said, even though conservative voices top the platform's most engaged content. Huh. So that most engaged content, if it's not being uh, demonetized by Facebook or Instagram, is making everybody a whole lot of money, isn't it, Mark? And that's why the Stop Hate for Profit is so strong right now, right? Because they want to, they think that that's hate speech and they want to shut people up. And you think, no, they're just just doing that. It's just a random thing. Okay. All right. If you believe that. I told you yesterday about the scientist, the scientist from China who published a paper alleging COVID was created in the Wuhan lab. 
And we talked about how I thought that, well, duh, we all knew that, even though, I don't know, it never has been factually proven, I guess, but she, you know, believes that it has, and she believes that she had documents. Now, she didn't go so far as to say that it was uh, released on purpose, uh, anything like that. It's just that they developed it in this lab in Wuhan. And, yeah, her Twitter account's been... Uh, been shut down i know and you think oh good because hate speech like that you don't want (laughs) okay so her twitter account was growing like crazy after uh the the video was released she had grown like sixty thousand followers in a couple of days and uh then it was suspended so no problem now there was really no justification from Twitter. I'm sure that they'll say it was, uh, you know, well, it was it goes against our guidelines, and that's just the way it is. All right. All right. You say so. But that's what's going to happen, right? And that's what got me thinking about, uh, I was listening to the guy on Glenn Beck Radio today, Michael Anton. Anton, the American mind, the coming coup. I may have to talk to him. I mean, the guy was fascinating. But he talked about how... All right, so we've already got the discontent. And whether we believe, we've talked about it before, whether you believe in the election and they're laying the groundwork for everyone not to believe the election. And, you know, Hillary's already said they shouldn't uh, concede ever under any circumstance. But when Trump says, would you... uh, would you say if you lost, would you take that for face value? And he says, eh, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Oh my gosh. He wants to stay forever. But when Hillary says Biden should not accept the outcome, no matter what it is uh, ever. Okay. Uh, you know, sure. That's okay. But he talked about how, if it came down to a Biden winning, and uh, Trump saying, uh, well, we're going to wait for uh, a recount and we've got uh, this stuff happening and this stuff happening. They're already laying the groundwork to suspend his account, right? Because they'll say that uh, right now it looks as if, you know, they'll say Joe Biden has won the election. That means that Donald Trump is illegitimate. And whatever he's tweeting is a lie. And we've shut him down. That could happen. I can see it happening, right? And you can see Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and uh, Twitter, all the social media accounts. Yep, he's illegitimate shutting him down. How does he communicate with the masses then? I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's still technically president. So can you, could you do that? I mean, certainly they could. They could certainly make the argument. And they could do it as a mistake and then, you know, unsuspend him uh, after people went crazy. But it's definitely possible that it could happen, right? And then, so how do you, how do you communicate with the masses? I think I have an idea on how he communicates with the masses. I hate to say it because, uh, you know, just things come true. But he still will have access to the 
EMS, right? Or the emergency broadcast system, the EBS or whatever they call it now. Right? He still has uh, access to that. And he still has access because not long ago, we all got a, a text message, a presidential alert text message, right? The National Wireless Emergency Alert System. He still has access to that, right? So we could all, he could communicate with America that way. Uh, I may make sure, I mean, if you did not get a, an emergency alert message from the president two years ago, two years ago now, wow. October 3rd, 2018, 118 PM, the test of the national wireless emergency alert system. Uh, if you did not get that, make sure you're subscribed. Although I think that's just your, I think that's just a system that is part of your cell service. So, I mean, he communicates that way then. And good luck trying to bypass that bad boy. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right. All right. Welcome to Chewing the Fat podcast. So I watched Cuties. I did sit through Cuties. It took everything I had to watch the entire movie. Uh, And not because of why you think. Uh, it, the movie is just bad. It's not that. Good. It's not that good a movie. If I, I, if, if, if I just sat down to watch it, and then, oh, it's in the, it's in the top movies on Netflix, and you know I want to watch it. Oh, there it is. I got to push play. Uh, I would have made it through maybe the first twenty minutes, maybe, and I would have thought, no, I can't do it, and I would have stopped. But since I wanted to watch it, and since there's such a huge debate behind it, and since it's all about pedophilia, people screaming about pedophilia, and how about the pedophiles, and the senators want criminal investigations, and we had to boycott Netflix because they they put this movie together. Uh, so I watch it, and I force myself to get through it, all the way through it, beginning to end. So about a young girl uh, caught between this uh, she's Senegalese and she's living in France and so it's between the you know the modern day cultures of, of France and you know her mom is uh, you know her grandma and she, you know the Senegalese so uh, she's mad at her dad for bringing home another wife which is part of the culture and it's just uh, you know she's mad and then she's mad at the world and then she's an 11 year old girl. That's what they say, who is a struggling with becoming a woman and struggling with the clash of both cultures and trying to figure it out. Now that having been said, uh, and then at the end, she's back to being, you know, wanting to be this little girl and be with the family and realizes, you know, maybe for a little while anyway, what she thought she wanted she doesn't want because she did everything to get to a certain point with this dance troupe to have this dance competition. And then once she got to the dance competition, she realized that it wasn't what she wanted. It was bad and she didn't like what she had to do to get there. So she goes back home and you know, then she's, you know, I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, but she's, you know, jump roaming at the end, uh, out on the street and, you know, wanting to be a little girl again. So she's torn. She's at that age. Uh, like everyone is at one point in their life where they're torn between being a little kid and growing older. I got you. 
it was a little tough. Now, that having been said, definitely uh, if you like little girls and you like little girls dancing, trying to be provocative, trying to be adult strippers, dancers, uh, then you'll, you know, you're going to love this movie and it's going to, it's going to make you, uh, excited because there's a, you know, there's quite a bit of it in the last half of the movie or so. I didn't see any nudity. I, there's, there's, uh, you know, a few underwear shots. They, uh, they tell you once that she takes a picture of her genitals on her phone and puts it out there and she gets beat up for it. I mean, beat up mentally for it, but they, you don't see it. I mean, you just, you know, during the filming process of what she's doing and, and what happens that that's what she did, but you don't see it. Um, so, you know, if you want to boycott Netflix, you're, you know, you're more than welcome to boycott Netflix. You can do that any day. And Netflix has already pulled movies before, thanks to social justice. So they're probably going to pull this too. You know, once after, I give you another week, maybe tops, and they'll pull it. But, <laughs> I mean, if they should pull it because it's just a bad movie. And be, you know, they're happy that they got the promotion they got to get everybody watching this thing. Because otherwise they'd be watching it going, holy cow, this thing is bad. And it won like some award at Sundance for directors or producers, whatever it was. I could look it up, but I don't care anymore. It's just, you know, are we going to, we're going to, we want to, you know, have a criminal investigation into the movie. Okay. All right. All right. That's what I say to that. All right. And I see flooding from Hurricane Sally, who is making landfall right now, is going to be uh, actually the word that everyone is using and always loves to use during hurricanes, catastrophic. Uh, it was moving so slow that it caused some serious wind and water damage, and now that it's come on shore, it's still moving slow, and it's just going to leave incredible flooding. Some of the footage was ugly, ugly. And I, I you know, if you're in that path... You should already be out of the way, but get out and then come back later. And if you need help, mercuryone.org will be there. And if you'd like to help in any way, you can go to mercuryone.org and donate. And they will use 100% of that money toward whatever you donate it for, uh, depending on what disaster is earmarked for what you give. That's what makes Mercury One different and better. Mercury1.org. sounder that sounder means breaking news here on chewing the fat because when ctf records news happens let's go to our man down on the street today to find out what our breaking news is jeff yeah hey jeffy i'm right here i'm in downtown austin or actually just outside of downtown austin two cranes have collided 
and they're still okay, but if you can see behind me right now, there were eight ambulances responding, 16 people were taken to the hospital, there were a couple people that refused ambulances and that were fine, it doesn't look like there were any deaths, and the two cranes are still caught up, tied up, you can see if you look at the camera behind me, those two cranes are still caught up together with all those wires and stuff so they're just telling people to stay back i'm as close as they're letting me get right here and uh, you can see that if the wind kicks up a little and and believe me there's plenty of wind here in texas that uh you know it would have all those cranes fall over and we wouldn't want any of that so just uh you know breaking news here there was a big crane accident as they collided and got all tangled up with one another and you know, some people got hurt. It was like 20 people got hurt. So, you know, 22 actually to be the exact count. What, what's that, Jeff? Well, I was just wondering uh, why we don't have any uh, footage of the uh, the crash. I see the crane behind you, but do you have a video of, of the crash? No, I don't have any video of it at all. I'm just telling you what happened and all these people went, uh, went to the news. You'll be hearing about it everywhere. Uh, but I wanted to have you hear about it first here on uh, Chewing the Fat. Thanks, Jeff. Back to you. No, no, no. Thank thank you. That's our breaking news on Chewing the Fat because when CTF records, news happens. When you hear this sounder, it's breaking news. So, I don't know if you congratulate the family of Breonna Taylor. But they got $12 million from Louisville uh, Metro government. So, I guess, you know, you say, good. You don't congratulate them, but you say, good. They got $12 million. Plus, they got some uh, other stipulations in the city. So, uh, and it's more, I mean, the biggest payout the city did uh, back in 2012 was eight and a half million. And so Brianna was, of course, shot and killed uh, during the uh, no-knock warrant in connection with narcotics investigation. Now, nobody talks about that uh, her boyfriend or husband, boyfriend, uh, shot at the police when the police broke it. Now the police was a no knock warrant. And I, I, I realize all the ugly stipulations with it and what happened. And, and you know, the no knock warrant is a problem, which has been stopped now. Thanks to this case, uh, should have been stopped before I'll grant you, but it was, it's such a bang, bang moment. And, and no one deserves to lose their life this way. That's for sure. But they settled with the family for $12 million. So my question is, do you congratulate the family? Or do you uh, just say, good luck? Or love you? Not quite sure what you say to them. Because it'll never be enough for them, right? No matter what happens, it'll never be enough. But it'll help.